Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Internet Marketing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 103 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. Now, recently, Graham attended the Digital Brand Strategy Summit hosted by Utalk, and in today's show, he discusses his findings with Kelvin. All coming up in Internet Marketing. So, yeah, something slightly different um, today for the Internet Marketing Podcast. Um, I'm joined in the studio by our um, good friend, uh, Mr. Graham Benson-Hume, who's been on a couple of episodes recently with us. And um, Graham went along to an event recently, which we're going to be having a bit of a chat about now, um, which was hosted by our friends at Utalk Marketing. I think it was, was it their strategy summit, was it? It was. It was the Digital Brand Strategy Ah, Summit. Ah, cool. And so what we're going to do with Graham is we're just going to have a quick chat about there were some really great speakers at the event. So some of the key takeaways that you took from that event, some of the things that you found most interesting, exciting, and just generally work through the, the, the huge pad of notes I see you've got in front of you to, to talk through that you picked up on the day. Yeah, so I, I do have a, a, some sprawling notes here, a half, half a pad yeah. uh, pretty much of, um, of nuggets of... Uh, oh, yeah, no, it's good, it's good, because yeah, I know that you know, the listeners to the show, there's all these marketing events that go on. Some of them are, you know... There's lots of them to keep up with. Some of them are quite expensive. This one particularly had some great speakers lined up. So it, it's, it's one I was really sad to miss. So, I mean, can you give me the crash course in, in what it was that you, you learned during the day? Then, Graham? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, as I say, yeah, it's the uh, Digital Brand Strategy Summit uh, with uh, Utalk Marketing. Um, it was all kicked off uh, by Andy Hobswan, um, who was uh, really sort of the key speaker there, um, speaking about um, you know, the, the current, uh, state of, uh, digital, um, brand strategy. Um, and I, su- I suppose really he kind of set the tone, um, the whole, really for me, the, the underlying theme yep. of, of the whole, um, conference really was about moving from sort of digital tactics, mm-hmm. um, into digital strategy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which, which I, you know, I, I fully agree with, you know, that, that's a, that's a really important point, uh, for me. And it, it was really good to hear it, uh, sort of relate. Um, as I say, really, I'm just going to be going through <laughs> the pages and pages of notes. Yeah, no, no, um, that's good. And I mean, um, yeah, I think 
Um, sometimes if you get if you go to an event you can get one or two really good bullet points to take away from yeah. the talk it's been a pretty successful talk from my perspective yeah I, I got a lot of bullet points <laughs> so uh, I hope everybody's sitting comfortably oh, yeah, yeah we'll go honest. for it um, so okay I, I mean um, one I suppose one of the uh, main points um, as well as this sort of moving from tactic, tactic to strategy that Andy Hobsworth was making was really about the end of the information monopoly Okay. That uh, brands and the media used to have. So I suppose his point was before, um, you know, this sort of, I guess, this social media, uh, would, is it fair to call it a revolution? I, I'd, I'd say perhaps yeah. it is. Um, before that, really, um, these sort of larger brands or sort of the media were reaching a large block of the uh, population in one go. Yeah. And um, there's no way for the audience to challenge yep. any of these things. I, I suppose that's uh, an obvious obvious point. But another really interesting thing was, uh, as well as controlling this information, the costs were actually very high to consume yeah. this information. Yeah. So you had to choose what points of contact you were having with the news and with the yeah. media. And that, I mean, that, that yeah, that really opens up some really interesting sort of uh, points about how anybody how, how that could be mediated yeah. or, or if it was at all and of course um i suppose the the interesting thing now is that everything is now completely consumer facing so the cost of consuming information is very very low yes you know in 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 our sort of um uh what do you call it culture yeah yeah and i think i think it's worth noting as well that you know a lot of the you know with big keynotes like that, it's kind of worth noting that, you know, as a listener to a podcast about internet marketing, you're already very ahead on that curve. Isn't yeah. it? To us, it's kind of all very obvious that, you know, yes. what it, what it's, you know, that change is significant. And, and we're at the, you know, most of the people listening to be at the, you know, at the very front of that kind of trend. So they're aware of all these changes, but I think it's really, you know, and the whole idea between a lot of these kind of events that I've seen happening re- recently is that, you know, it's moving from no longer being digital, being digital marketing. It's just being marketing now. And digital yes. is just, you know, a big part of that. And it's changing what that looks like. But, you know, all the people who are perhaps the laggards and a little bit behind are all catching up now on that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, um, I mean, part of that is, of course, that everybody's thoughts or opinions are becoming part of that media yeah. and part of your marketing. Like, your brand's marketing is... As you know, their thoughts and opinion as much as as much of your yeah. sort of brand marketing as what you're trying to uh, get yeah. out there, uh, which is you know a really exciting thing, a, a really quite nice little quote here. A uh, brand isn't what you say it is; it's what Google says it is. Okay, yeah. um, I suppose you know, uh, depending on what sort of channels yeah. uh, people are talking about you on, you might say now maybe Facebook or, or TripAdvisor or, 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 or yeah, trip, yeah, 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 it doesn't matter. Yeah, so you know, so it's really what your online audience say it is. Um, which was really interesting. And I suppose um, the point, uh, a way to, I suppose, find a place in that non-linear marketplace is really finding out how you can become part of the flow of that online community. Um, So in some ways, that's instead of thinking like a marketer, this is more like thinking like a publisher. Okay. So thinking about what to release and when to release it. It's actually as much as important as, yeah, kind of, it's not about making an ad now, it's about being a publishing business almost. Yes, so, yeah. Absolutely. And um, I, I mean, uh, one really nice example, I suppose, uh, in terms of becoming part of that flow, becoming something which 
users or or your the community which surrounds your brand yeah. or your industry becoming a flow of that could i mean one, one of the really nice uh, ideas uh, that we had there and you know we, we've seen it a lot um is becoming sort of having branded utility okay. so for example uh, charmin um created their um their clean toilets all okay. around sort of Times square and, yeah. and the us and created the toilets map okay for example on i think it was google maps okay and you know that, that that gets people talking. That becomes part of sort of the, I guess the psyche of yeah. So that because that's that clever community. as well. Then so it's exemplifying the brand in some way because it's the association with you know um, Charmin and cleanliness and toilets and that kind of the association works there as well. But rather than just being a a message or an advert or something that's trying to make that connection, they're actually proving it by producing something useful that people want to use, therefore want to share, want to talk about. And that sharing and talking about is made that much more easier by the technologies and, you know, um, systems that are in place that have come about via Facebook, Twitter and email and peer to peer communication of all kinds of different types. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And I I suppose I I chuckled under my breath that the the idea, I suppose, here is becoming part of that flow uh, to create this sort of long term relationship. And I suppose being tantamount to clean toilets yeah. in your community's mind is is probably one of the most intimate sort of relationships <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. you can have isn't it so, so yeah that, that that was a really, really effective example there that they used, used at the event yeah yeah absolutely so um yeah that was um that was the uh, key speech uh, we were then um treated uh, to um, some research uh, by the I, um, IAB. Oh, so the um, Internet Advertising Bureau. Is Indeed. that what it stands for? I'm yeah, really, yeah. really glad that you got that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Three-letter acronyms are always a nightmare for yeah, me getting I, the wrong one, but I do know that one because we've just signed up again as a new member of oh, them fantastic. again. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. no, I, um, I, it was one of those things I've just been calling, oh, it's the IAB, IAB, and I just got here. I just read it. I was like, I can't remember for the life of me <laughs> what that stands for. Anyway, um, so we had there Kieran Matthews and uh, Tim Elkington, uh, just to give them a, a quick name drop, um, talking about, and I was really, really interested in this, um, the idea of, um, well, engagement marketing. Okay. So really looking at low engagement versus high engagement. And when I talk about low engagement, I mean, sort of really as, I guess, consumers of information mm-hmm. or uh, sort of advertising, I suppose, in this case, we don't have to give things our full attention Okay. to be getting Something from it. Yeah. Something from it. Absolutely. Um, I think um, a term memory banking was used. Okay. Um, and of course, you know, so in terms of high engagement, um, that's people really participating in things. Mm-hmm. Um, low engagement is really just sort of, you know, seeing an advert. Yeah. Perhaps. So that would be an outdoor ad or... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or even a really interesting point, actually. I really like this. Even um, having your ad at, say, you know, in the sidebar of, um, say, Google AdWords. Yeah. Even if you're not necessarily being clicked on there, you are there. And, and that does start to have yeah, an impact. That, that, that was kind of one of the stats that they were showing that that does have a positive absolutely. impact. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, interestingly, and I must admit, I probably didn't make the uh, the closest notes on all this because it was all very, very, there are a lot of numbers. Yeah. Um, but it, well, it, should, we'll probably, uh, there might well be that they've put the presentation up somewhere online or it's a white paper. I'll try and dig that out if we can to, to yeah, add that to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, I, well, I mean, it culminated in uh, some of their research showed that um, for brand A, um, 6.7% uh, of people who saw the ad um, at any time did click through eventually. Yeah. 
um, which which is an interesting point. So I, I suppose it's just just because people don't react immediately, yeah. it doesn't mean the advertising isn't working. And yeah. I suppose. So it's the curse of direct response, isn't it? That yes. The, the benefit of um, all the new advertising metrics is that we're so much, you know, so much. Well, we are so better equipped to measure advertising that yes, that helps us in one way that we can see who's making a direct response, who's actually taking the action that we want them to do. But sometimes that's not the only way that advertising is having a benefit is, is kind of what they were suggesting there. Then. Is that the case? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, the, the customer journey isn't linear, yeah. um, you know, and just because basically your online ad activity is working at least to, yeah. to a level. Um, and of course, you know, different channels work together. Um, and yeah, that's, that, that's some really interesting points there. And, you know, they, they had a lot of really interesting. Well, well um, worth information. checking out the IAB website. I know that um, we're trying to do some work with them at the moment and that they're, they have some interesting data, some interesting training events that they put on and all kinds of, you know, as a trade body, I think they do a pretty good job for the, the internet industry here in the UK. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, next of all, and um, I do feel... I feel very aware that I'm skipping over these a little bit. Well, I say skipping over. I was, uh, was going to say a whole so day much, worth of event trying absolutely. to break down into 20 minutes. There's going to be some bits that you miss. I think there was right so there. much to take away from it. <laughs> and it, it, was, it, was, it was so much fun. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I suppose I just want to do everybody justice. Yeah. Um, but so, which I guess brings us on to uh, Capri's. Okay. Um, and this was really interesting. They were talking about their uh, London 2012 sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And um, the, I guess the, the fairly fairly famous now spots versus stripes okay, campaign yeah. which is really really interesting actually this was an ap- absolutely fantastic um uh presentation um about cabris looking um to stand out from the other sponsors okay i think it would be fair to say that you know mo- most of the larger brands in in the uk especially now are sponsoring the London 2012 Olympics. Yeah, I think it's that kind of, yeah, if it's not the 2012 Olympics, it's the World Cup and that kind of thing that, like, most of the major events, if you distribute out the the major brands, there's probably an association with some sporting event of some shape or form, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And um, Cadbury's, as I say, they're really looking looking to stand out from the the other sponsors with a deeper engagement and um, sort of an ongoing platform okay. to engage with those um, those customers. So uh, one one of their, I suppose, one the the interesting thing that they were trying to find was a uh, a sweet spot mm-hmm. uh, between sort of Cadbury's and London twenty twelve. Okay, um, and th- I suppose the the main crux of the this campaign for them was, um, I suppose, the the message that. Of, of the power of playing games to unite okay. people, um, which was a really, you know, that's a really strong stance mm. to start from. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, apart from, you know, the, the other issues that they had, um, they sort of, yeah, they, they went, they went ahead with this, like, you know, there, there are issues like how are people going to play games yeah. like this? How are people going to be scored? You know, it's very self-moderated. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, we, we went through that, but, um, the main things that I took away from it, um, from this particular one was, um, <laughs> quite, quite an, another nice quote, um, about advertising being like a firework Okay. and uh, digital or engagement is more like a bonfire. Okay, so yeah, the analogy there being that the t- the TV advert or the traditional advertising can be very effective at kind of triggering the online stuff, and that sometimes actually, when you look at the biggest online virals, 
they've had a bit of a TV nudge to get them started. Is that sort of what they were suggesting? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I, I suppose the, the metaphor is extended. I, I really like this. <laughs> a again. good extended metaphor. Yeah, you can't yeah. be an extended <laughs> metaphor. Um, you know, you, you have a firework display or yeah. uh, in, in this very, very... That's a analogy. analogy. <laughs> um, we have one firework and we have a crowd for that firework yeah. and it's gone and it's amazing yeah. and wow and everybody's impressed and then go home yeah brilliant uh, with, with a bonfire or sort of this engagement people get together around it you know and it, okay. it lasts and it's not quite as sparkly and yeah. you know it doesn't quite have the same wow factor but you know it's, it's this kind of this thing that keeps on going and it, it brings people together to get warm and have fun and that's enough of that analogy um <laughs> but but a useful one i think though that yeah, it's the I kind so. of that when people are putting together a campaign putting together an interdisciplinary strategy that you know there are going to be certain things that are going to have sudden high impact mm. and that they can sometimes trigger the ongoing um you know the bonfire in, in the analogy but you might not be able to attract many people to your bonfire if you didn't have the fireworks in the first place, I suppose, is to, you know, absolutely, to yeah. keep playing yeah. about with the analogy there. Yes, absolutely. And um, I, I suppose, I mean, this, this follows on in some ways. I, uh, something that I've, I've always kind of championed, I suppose, in social media especially, is just because people aren't participating, just because they don't have that high engagement, it, it doesn't mean that things, that it's not working. Okay. So it's, it's not so much of a numbers game. And... I suppose one one of the most valuable things there is is knowing that or, or people knowing that people like them are participating rather than having to participate themselves okay. and and that you know that that gives people a much closer or gives them the feel of a much closer relationship yeah. with that brand just because as I say people like them are, are so it, it just just because someone themselves isn't necessarily involved in a social media campaign the fact that they can see other people like them involved in that social media campaign will also have a positive influence on their perception yeah. of that brand or the perception of the organisation that's partaking in that marketing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I suppose as an aside, I, I suppose in, in, in many ways, that, that's how I sort of approach social media myself, you know, kind of going through uh, sort of all the reams of blogs and, yeah. you know, um, the, the fantastic content out there. And in a lot of cases, there are a lot of people just like me making mm. the same comments as I'd be making. Yeah. And I suppose... I then you're I don't less likely to make those like comments. I need but yeah, to be yeah. making those comments. You know, I, I don't feel like I need to be participating because I know that somebody is there, sort of, you know, making my points. Yeah. And, you know, that, and I, I go back to, I probably go back to those blogs much more uh, regularly than perhaps uh, blogs which I don't necessarily have. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. People representing me on? Yeah. Even if, even if I'm making those, you know, actually participating myself. That's a, I don't know, interesting aside. No, no, no. For no, me, okay. a, a bit of self-exploration. Uh, <laughs> Um, so, okay, um, one of the uh, sort of main uh, points um, of how Cadbury actually got the, how, how to put it, kind of came together with the actual strategy ideas, like the actual implementation, was um, instead of coming up with lots of ideas in a room somewhere and, you know, mulling over them for yeah. years and years, they wanted, they wanted to get things started quickly. So... They really started with the influencers um, and kind of really, really wanted to get people who actually made games involved Okay, um, in the campaign. So it was a very, very public thing. And as part of their outreach, they, they did speak to uh, a, a group of uh, game makers, uh, which, which really started, you know, it, it gets the core audience, I suppose, in some ways, involved at a very, very early, early stage. And um, yeah, I, I suppose one, one of the really nice things about that is where you can either be a perfectionist for years, you know, niggling and yeah. having board meetings and, you know, really just dragging your feet and just trying to get something perfect. You can, with, with this sort of strategy, with actually getting the audience to do these things for you in some ways, uh, enabling them to do that you kind of just get to make something and see what happens. Yeah. And and, I, and yeah. Really I think people, Mark is developing that. Let's get it out the door, see what people think and refine from there yeah. is, a, is, is a difficult step to make for a lot of people. It is. It's kind of, they'd rather spend ages refining something and sending it out there and making it perfect from their perspective. Whereas what this is, I suppose is suggesting is that in Cambridge cases work quite well. And I, I think generally it probably works for most businesses where actually sometimes you're better off kind of trialing various ideas seeing which ones take off, then reinvesting your time in the ideas that take off and the campaigns that work and kind of building from there Absolutely. rather than throwing everything into one idea. Absolutely. I, I've uh, spoken, well, um, I wrote a, a quick uh, blog post, um, if, I, if I may uh, speak about that, about um, sort of agile methodology yeah. yes, in yeah. marketing. And, and that, that's really sort of that um, iterative uh, approach. Yeah. And, and I think that can be really valuable. And I, I suppose to put it really succinctly... Um, Acting small is okay, even for Cabris. You know, yeah. it's, it, I, th I think acting small and agile, and you know, getting out there and and finding out what works and making that happen is much more important than just sitting around talking about it. So um, yeah, um, really, they let go. They let go, mm. of, and they let people play with their brand. And um, you know, that's it's worked really, really, really well for them. 
Um, final point there um, that they made was not everything that counts can be counted. I think it's okay. probably a famous quote uh, <laughs> somewhere along the line. Um, but yeah, so, you know, you can't, I, I think it is sometimes important to realize that you can't always measure everything that's important. Yeah. Um, mm, I don't know, maybe I should justify that a little bit better, but I think we're starting to, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, starting no, to uh, cool. run out of time probably. So um, moving on to, I, I suppose, one of the most exciting uh, speakers, uh, Dominic Allen uh, from Google UK, Okay, um, was speaking about an absolutely fantastic project uh, called Connected Kingdom, okay. um, which you can find at connectedkingdom.co.uk. And it was uh, really, um, it was a report um, scoping the size of the internet economy Mm -hmm. in the UK. Um, And uh, there there are some fantastic figures there. Um, Looking at, say, um, there was uh, £4 billion spent on advertising, um, online advertising, Mm. um, in the last year. Um, And the total internet economy is worth around £100 billion. Blimey, that's... uh, Which is outrageous, really. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I suppose one one of the most exciting things, though, um, and I I think uh, there are a couple of uh, little gasps in the audience, which is quite nice. Um, The UK actually has the highest um, internet expenditure in the world. Okay. Currently, we're we're really sort of uh, leading that at the moment. And um, we're really looking by uh, 2015... Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking at the internet really being, say, around 10% of the GDP. Which is a lot of money in the UK, isn't it? Yeah. It's outrageous. Yeah. Uh, have I got a particular figure here? I mean, hmm. Well, no, it's, it's, it's hard to get your head around kind of billions and billions and more. <laughs> one billion is more than two billion. But effectively what that's saying is then that 10% of all the money that is spent by anyone, any business, anywhere mm. is done kind of online. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's very exciting. Ah, yeah, well, and it's, you know, it's, and it means that, that, you know, 10% of the marketing in the world that should be done is, you know, should be done online as it were in some shape or form. And when you think about the millions and millions of pounds that's spent on TV, on outdoor, on sponsorships mm. that, you know, is that, is, does it online and it's various subsectors really get the ownership of that it deserves i think it probably doesn't which means that you know now's not a bad time to be working in a digital marketing agency working in a digital marketing department being a digital marketing specialist is it absolutely um so i i I mean uh, we'll we'll leave that although i mean there was so much to go through but if you uh, as i say uh connected Connected kingdom Kingdom, yeah uk um have a look and it's it's an amazing uh report um okay so um moving on to luke mug Mugliston, I think that's how you pronounce it. And yeah, sorry, Luke, if you got it wrong. Apologies, Luke, though, if yeah. I got that wrong. Uh, from Aviva, and okay, um, an insurance company for the people yeah, that are outside the UK. Insurance company. Yeah. Um, he did admit that you know insurance companies aren't always the most popular um, sorts of uh, businesses, um, but really, they, they uh, Aviva were looking to build an emotional connection between their customers and insurance. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, um, the the way that they wanted to do it, well, their plan was to join up sort of all of their channels. Um, so, you know, uh, digital and uh, offline. I think a sensible uh, strategy for a company like that that's spending significant amounts in each channel, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, with, with a very simple message at, at its heart. And I think um, 
I think they did that. They, I, I suppose, one one of their sort of uh, points was uh, using vanity for charity. Okay, uh, which was very interesting, and it, it was um, it allowed users to upload uh, photographs of themselves uh, to be wrapped around uh, buildings uh, all around the world, massive sort of uh, billboards of just people. Um, and you know, I suppose we all kind of like to see our name up in stars <laughs> or or our pictures on the internet, and you know quotes of ourselves and you know it was very much sort of playing on that and um it it was under um you are the big picture.com and um it it was rewarding people you know for for putting their pictures up and um being involved and it it, really the idea was you know aviva was for these people it it wasn't this big company it was about the people it was serving the customers of absolutely yeah. yeah And, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that, that was really, really successful for them. Uh, again, you know, it's a massive campaign. So worth having a look at that kind of, uh, be the, be the big picture, was it? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Sorry. Let me just check. Um, yeah, you are the oh, big you are picture. The big picture. Com. Com. Yeah. I mean, for an interesting yeah. campaign for an insurance company that's, you know, you might not think as being particularly, um, set up to deal with social as an example of absolutely kind of social campaign that's got, it's one foot on in, in the old media world, mm. but you know, starting to make a huge step into the world of digital. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, which leads us on to um, uh, rap. Um, R double R A double P UK, um, who uh, were working with Cancer Research and Race mm. for Life. Okay, uh, which was a, an amazing. Um, Amazing. Seems charities seem to get social quite well because we were talking a couple mm. of episodes ago about um, you know Movember and prostate cancer, and so so the cancer research race for life, um, which is kind of an event that takes place in the UK, is was used kind of here as a case study. Then is that the, yeah, yeah yeah absolutely, and um, really this was about um, data. So you know we're, really we're talking about um, yeah sort of the the data of the clients or customers or or um, the really the people getting involved in race for life. And social media. So looking at ways, um, really started off uh, looking, okay, looking at emails and uh, sending out um, quite sort of um, uh, static emails to begin with mm-hmm. um, about the Race for Life events. So, you know, okay, there are Race for Life here, 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 all in one email. Um, and uh, they, they did a, a little test and they um, tested a static um, email against a data-driven email. So a data-driven email, of course, um, is fairly or at least more tailored to yeah, the so personalized in some way yeah. shape or form. um and they were looking at uh, on the static content they were looking at an open rate of around 46 percent which doesn't sound too bad Not too to me, bad yeah. um data driven actually 45 so very very slightly um okay slightly less there but in terms of click rate okay um, so that's the positive action not someone opening an email is one step but getting them to click through yeah that's the whole thing isn't it uh, the click through um on the static content it was 21 percent okay so not again bad, not terrible not no, no, yeah. uh, on the data driven it was 82 percent which a is huge difference isn't it yeah. i don't i don't think i've ever heard of a uh, conversion uh yeah. rate quite that high in um in uh, this this sort of um Direct email, email. It, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. But it shows the impact there of personalising your email, mm. and I think that's a key t- takeaway for anyone listening. Really, is that what that's showing is there that a big charity with a big list? Yeah, okay, maybe not everyone's got a list that big, but if you can personalise your message in your email marketing in some way, shape, or form, it's going to have a huge impact. Maybe not on the people who open it, but on the people who actually once they get it open and then 
make that step from the email to actually visiting your site. Mm-hmm. The personalization can have a huge part to play in the ability to, to, to drive that mm-hmm. action. Absolutely. And I suppose, I mean, the, it went on, I, this, it was quite, quite technical. You yeah. know, there, there was, yeah. this is really quite, this is very much the future of, Uh, direct email marketing without a doubt um went on to uh create um basically creating absolutely um how would you put it absolutely personalized emails okay so everything was based around um the user is being sent to so for example it would have um exactly their location Mm -hmm. um based on any of the uh any personal details they'd sent to um uh, race for life yeah, before yeah. Um, they they would use that information and um, yeah the the conversion rate um, I mean the overall conversion rate went up from fifteen uh, percent to thirty three percent. Well, I mean yeah, so yeah. again you know you big know, that's, that's huge. Um, just just uh, one step further, in fact, and I I admit that I hadn't really heard about this being done before. Yeah. Um, they started uh, going on to do social sharing, which allowed people to uh, send um, emails um, yeah. from their um, sort of race for life uh, page, say, um, or from the email that they were sent to other people, okay. uh, which would um, basically uh, be sent to the recipient. Um, and it would be 100% personalized for the person who sent it and for the person who was receiving, receiving it. it. So instead of the brand or, you know, the charity sending that information it, it was it was the user okay and um to to extend that outrageously um they started to uh, create dynamically generated twitter links um mm. which would go through to yeah. um users pages <laughs> and then um they they would create uh, the, they created these uh, facebook um page links which actually created a data page in in the background yeah. for the user who had sent the share, yeah. as it were. And um, yeah, and then Facebook used that information to create a personalized Facebook page for that runner. Okay, so some really life. complicated it personalization was, going on there, but uh, showing yeah. that, like, yes, they've got big budgets here. Yes, ECRM works very well for them. But, you know, the limit of the personalization that you can be doing here is only kind of limited by your imagination, really. Yeah. It really is. And, you know, I goodness I, I struggle to even describe it very well uh, so succinctly so um yeah um i mean in the end um the facebook results were opened by a huge amount of people you know it was shared around um it, it was a really really successful uh, campaign um you know the the messages across as i say were built in real time and personalized so what your friend saw was from you not from the brand fantastic absolutely fantastic campaign which leads us again to and how are we doing for time because um, we're getting yeah we're, we're at about half an hour or so now so yeah if we if we yeah how many more have we, have we got on the goodness couple of talks oh, what, we might, what we so might cool. do um i think is because it's, it's been clear that there's so much that's going on from this you talk event here that if if people are really interested to hear more about this do let us know in the comments and um, what we can do is me and grant can sit down and, and kind of go through the rest of the day and the ones that were that went on there and, and maybe do a bit of a follow-up episode. But I think even just from the, the, the episodes we've covered here, Graham, I think uh, the, sorry, the talks that we've covered here, I think we've got some real great insights there and some key takeaways, I think for me, one is that personalization is really, really powerful in increasing mm. conversion rates. And you should be exploring that, not just in email, but also in social media. Mm. Um, that, 
um, involving um, your audience in the decision making process in your marketing improves it in the way that Cadbury's did Absolutely. that you should try and get uh, try lots of ideas and not be too precious about them and that was a lesson there that the internet is huge in the UK and it really really is and digital is actually stopping to be starting to no longer be about digital it's just being the the you know preserve of proper marketing and that you know proper marketing departments proper and proper maybe not the right word but you know like all-round marketing so digital is not going to be kind of a discipline in its own right it's going to just be part of what's going on there as well so really interesting event there from you talk marketing and we'll you know we'll maybe revisit in a future episode some of the yeah. you know some of the additional bits that that um were covered there and you know generally a good event from your perspective really. absolutely i mean part of me i i'd really i'd love to go on i, I know we don't have time but you know we we had uh, tim brooks the uh, manager director at guardian um joined with uh, justine roberts from mumsnet oh, um, blimey, yes. with uh, james uh, satry from greenpeace and uh, john mortar who uh, ran the rage against the machine christmas oh, number one okay. campaign yeah. um in a uh, panel which is fantastic. Um, we had uh, Gemma Mahoney from Red Ant uh, looking at converting likes to loves. Um, yeah, it, it just went on and on. And then we, in the end, we had um, one of the uh, top sort of uh, Microsoft guys uh, going through really what, what the future is of yeah. uh, digital. And it, th- there's, there's a lot more to speak about. <laughs> cool. Well, no, I mean, hopefully there's been a really useful half hour or so for people kind of as a rundown of what was a really interesting event organized by... Um, our friends there at Utalk Marketing and yeah um, hopefully some good lessons learnt for people there mm, I hope so well that's it for today thank you so much for listening you can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes links and instructions on how to subscribe we would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's 01273 256 150. And you can leave a voice, comment or question and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market